Hello, my fantastic friends, listeners, and customers, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I thank you again for supporting Health Masters and supporting this show. We've been continually growing every single month and getting more and more truth out there and getting more facts out there for people to have and be able to get out to the general population. So thank you again for helping our show grow, and please sign up for our free weekly newsletter. We don't send you anything weird or sell your emails ever. We don't sell anything. I'm actually diametrically opposed to that, as you guys know. So sign up for that if you haven't already done so. It gets you coupons, special sales updates, and it gives you the daily link to every show every day. You can send it to your friends and family. And also, to be sure to check out the daily articles that we post up every day, which include what we talk about on this show and a numerous other things that we may not even get to cover every single day. So be sure to check that out on the website at healthmasters.com. And the product of the week, as I told you all yesterday, you voted it won prostate support, one of the most effective products we have on the market that really helps out maintaining healthy prostate. So be sure to read up on that and check it out. On sale for 15% off right now, one of the biggest sales I've ever done on it. Just got a brand new batch done in stock, ready to go on the shelf. So check it out at healthmasters.com. And I saw an article earlier, and I just couldn't help but laugh. And I have to bring these articles up because of so much conflict, confrontation, and drama that occurred for the years. As most of y'all know and experienced, as well as we did, even down here in Florida, and some people experienced even more conflict in other states, horrific, in states like New York and California, a massive peer-reviewed Cochrane database study review from the Database of Systematic Reviews, which is pretty much the strongest science on date to, to date – refuting the basis for mask mandates worldwide, the massive international research collaboration that analyzed dozens of rigorous studies focused on the physical intervention aspect against COVID-19 influenza found that masks provided little to no protection against infection or COVID illness to date. Now, this isn't something, you know, where they took a few people in a lab or what they, remember the CDC did, they took test dummies that could spew water out of their mouth and put masks on them and then tried to spew water across the room to hit other test dummies and then put a mask on their face and then did it and it reduced the amount of water that was sprayed everywhere. It was, it was ludicrous research. They said, oh, it's decreased the amount of water that spewed across the room when we fill these dummies up with a quart of water. That mass definitely worked to stop COVID now. This is the research. The science is settled. We tell you all to wear masks now. This is one of the dumbest researches I've ever seen in my life when you actually looked at what they were doing. And, of course, it was laughable. Now, this here is a collaboration that went through a significant amount. The uh, According to the Cochrane study, which included the work of research at institutions in the UK, Canada, Australia, Italy, Saudi Arabia, a total of 78 studies were analyzed. Most recent additions to the meta-analysis were 11 new randomized control trials. <laughs> the study and the direct, author's director, Carl Hennenhag, who directs the Center for Evidence-Based Medicine at the University of Oxford, noted, and I quote, wearing masks in a community makes little or no difference to the outcome of influence-like illnesses or COVID-19 illnesses compared to not wearing masks. That was on his last trial that he did, nine different trials involving 276,917 participants. Bottom line, they make little to no difference. And I've told you guys this before. 
the only time that I was even remotely supportive of wearing a mask, and that was wearing like a big true N95, is if you were truly sick and coughing and hacking and you absolutely had to leave the house for an emergency and go out in public, would putting on a big giant mask while you're coughing and trying to keep your face and your elbow to prevent coughing all over people, that may have had some small amount of effect on reducing transmission, but the concept of telling perfectly healthy people with no symptoms that they had to put a dog muzzle on their face everywhere they went, including airplanes, including trains, including in cars by themselves, including doing it to young, small, four, five, six, seven-year-old children, making them walk single-file line, arm link apart, wearing masks nine, eight to nine hours a day, yelling at them, duct-taping masks on their face if it fell below their nose. Absolutely not. That was by far one of the stupidest segments of human society we've ever seen occur in this <laughs> aspect of humanity. And yet so many people still currently right now in certain parts of the country are still wearing them. They've saying now up in New York and New Jersey and in Washington and California, there are still uh, schools and there are still public areas that are telling you to wear a mask. Apparently, Boston Public Schools denied its temporary masking protocol in early January. It was a mandate following a public letter against the policy by students. South Korea is still requiring masks on public transportation and medical facilities after dropping the COVID mandates in most indoor settings and in gyms. Monday, Reuters has reported. So you still have countries doing this, yet you've now had multiple years of research discrediting the fact that healthy people should not, under any circumstances, be forced to wear a mask. And I mean, th my question is this. What happens still to all the individuals who put on no-fly list by Delta, by you know American Airlines and some of these other airlines? What happens to them now? Nobody's discussed that and talked about it. I still haven't heard Congress even bring that up. What happened to thousands of people that were put on no-fly list because they were extremely healthy and did not wear a muzzle on their face on a flight that they were paying for and were forcibly extracted off airplanes by U.S. air marshals and law enforcement for not wanting to wear a face mask? Hmm? I mean, wh what about those people? Anybody want to bring that up yet? Because I've talked about it multiple times. still can't find anything on it online. Congress, nobody's brought it up. How the FAA just arbitrarily decided they were going to try to force that from a federal standpoint with zero legal backing whatsoever. That's why finally you had the courts rule this stuff and drop it down and say this is ludicrous. This everyday extending the goalpost. And it's funny because if masks actually worked and they were actually preventing transmission, why, when the FAA had it lifted federally because they could no longer legally do it because the courts told them they could no longer force masks on planes anymore, why didn't you see COVID grow exponentially all across the country? Hmm? Why didn't you see it go up four, five, six, seven thousand percent increase everywhere on planes and trains and you know everywhere because people stopped wearing masks? Remember, I told everybody that. I said, wait and see what happens the next 30 to 60 days when they lift the mask mandate. What happened? Nothing happened. Nothing increased. There was no increase in transmission. There were no increase in cases. There were no increase in flu. Nothing changed whatsoever because the masks were never being worn properly from a medical standpoint anyways. And most of the stuff, people were wearing gauze masks and little face coverings and the blue dirty mask. And most of it was actually probably much, much unhealthier than not wearing a mask. And I brought that research up at the school board in April 2021. So again, 
this is what we said from the very beginning, even though people yelled, cussed, screamed, and tried to get into physical altercations with me, tried to trespass for me, all because I didn't want to wear a mask. And now all the truth has continually come out. And my next question is to everyone that stood firm in their faith, all of our listeners, everybody that really stood their ground, where's, um, where's our apology? Hmm? Where, where's our apology? The You were right, son. Thank you for standing up. We were wrong. We're sorry for treating you like that. I'm still waiting. I'm not going to hold my breath because I, I I prefer to live. But I find it funny that you know haven't heard any apologies, haven't heard the mainstream media bring this article up, haven't heard anybody talk about this and actually say, well, this was probably a mistake. We probably shouldn't have arrested people and quarantined people and forced them off planes and banned people from restaurants and trespass warned them out of stores because they refused to wear a mask. Uh, no, I, I haven't actually heard anybody even remotely say anything about that, and I doubt we will because remember, when you're dealing with communist indoctrination that is simply there to try to force people into control and submission, and it wasn't about health or safety, they're never going to admit they were wrong because admitting they were wrong means they were wrong about everything because they were the same ones that pushed the shots. They were the same one that pushed the passports. They were the same one that pushed the lockdowns. They were the same ones that pushed the mask on everyone, meaning every single thing they said now was completely and totally inaccurate. So if they have to apologize, it means that essentially everything they said was wrong and they're completely discredited from any further topics on anything when it comes to health. That's just my opinion. What do you think, Dad? <laughs> Several weeks ago, Austin and I met with a medical doctor, one of the many medical doctors that have been basically either put under lawsuits or stripped of their licenses or a plethora of complete total bogus charges go, bogus charges go on and on. And the uh, federal government is trying to uh, dismiss and get rid of the lawsuit against him. And they want to gag order him and let him make sure he never says anything else about, you know, natural cures. And well, the irony of that was in the whole point of that conversation comes to this comment he made. He said he wanted an apology from them. And the top judge in the case, some arbitrator, met with him and said, we will never apologize for what we did. We know we were wrong. But we cannot apologize because it is a matter of national security. And that's the truth, isn't it? Let me think about it for a second. Austin's right. Then I have to apologize for everything. Strapping masks with duct tape to little children. If that doesn't just grate you, nothing will grate you. If that doesn't make you unbelievably mad that something's wrong with you and you need to sit down and have a good prayer time with Jesus and find out how you should not touch the little children. Just thought I'd mention that. But they can't tell you they're wrong. They can't apologize for it. They can't, you know, basically come in and say, please forgive us for what we've done. We are so sorry that we've killed hundreds of thousands of you and hundreds of thousands of millions of you are going to die now because of spike protein intrusion. We can't tell you any of that stuff because we'll be culpable and national security is at risk. Oh, God, this, you know, this morning I had a great prayer time with my prayer partner and, and another listener from Palm Beach wrote in and said, you know, you make me feel good when I listen to your show. And all of this stuff happens, you know, with people who are contacting me from all over the world. And all you guys are texting me and emailing me at AskDrTedB at Yahoo.com. And, and the thing about it is, is that, you know, I'm just here to help. I'm here to point out a lot of things to you guys that are just absolutely just fraudulent. It's, it's ludicrous to the people that have had these problems. What's interesting, I, I found an article this morning from Johnny sent it to me and it said a new study. It's now showing that ivermectin works well against prostate cancer. Um, you know, he goes on. Here's how it started. The authors exposed various prostate cells to ivermectin and found that ivermectin binds to two proteins, the FOXA1 and the KU70, KU80, that leads to an inhibition of androgen receptor sites. That's how it works. 
the retrospective study of the rates of cancer and death rates of cancer among unvaccinated people who prophylactically had used ivermectin a long period of time and those who done in order. So I'm going to post this study for you guys to read. Uh, here's the thing. If ivermectin is an antiparasitical, is it really working against the spike protein or is it really working against the parasite? Or is this product of spike protein acting like a parasite of the body? These are questions we need to ask. But I remember Dr. Holga Clark. She wrote a book, The Cure for All Diseases, and she talked about the parasitic infestation of human beings and how the parasites cause certain chemicals to be created, which massively increase the risks of cancer. And I'm not promoting all the stuff Holga Clark did, not all the stuff that she said, but I found it interesting that this ivermectin is an antiparasitical and it's working against cancer in this case. Now, am I suggesting that you take ivermectin if you have prostate cancer? That's up to you and your doctor. I'm not going to tell you anything about that. That's your choice. But the reality is, is that parasites are a big problem globally, and a lot of people die every year from parasitic infestations. And if parasites are causing problems, which you think you probably need to get rid of them. If you've got dogs in the house, dogs in the house or sleeping on the bed with you or licking you in the face, or you've got cats in the house and you're dealing with litter box changes and they're licking you and all the rest of it, they're sleeping in the bed with you. I really suggest that you go on an anti-parasitical on a regular, regular basis. We've got a real good anti-parasitical program at Health Masters. It works great as far as natural supplements to do the same thing. And if you want to take ivermectin, if you go to your doctor again, that's your choice and up to you. But guys, think about all the studies that are coming out now linking parasites to so many different types of diseases. We know that toxoplasmosis, the crazy cat lady disease, is caused by fat feces, cat feces and parasites to get into the human brain that that can be basically treated with ivermectin. So personally, I would take ivermectin on a regular basis if I was around animals. And if I had COVID, and I have done this, by the way, I got a prescription for ivermectin and I took it too. And I had very little symptoms along with all the supplements that I was taking, along with some hydroxychloroquine. So be very, very careful when you go to medical doctors who all they want to do is burn, cut, and basically, you know, give you chemicals and basically give you chemotherapy and radiation and in radical mastectomies and all the rest of it. I'm not going to go into any more detail than that, but just be very careful to make sure you always get multiple opinions because the studies have shown now repeatedly that lumpectomies are as effective as radical mastectomies in the treating of breast cancer. So I'm not going to go any further into that particular topic, but just be very, 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 very careful if you decide to go to a medical professional and have intervention done from a medical standpoint because in some cases, once you do the medical intervention, they start removing organs and body parts and everything else they do. A lot of times the supplements don't work as well. So it's like I told you years ago, and I've said this so many times, I've said this over a million people at seminars, and, just, and hear me out on this one. If you've got a child who's been diagnosed with ADD, who's got health issues, you know, doesn't it make better sense to get them off the red dyes and the blue dyes and the sugars and stabilize their blood sugar first before you put them on a Schedule II drug like, you know, morphine? You say, well, I would never put a child with ADD on morphine. It's a Schedule II drug. <laughs> so is Ritalin, so is Adderall. They're both Schedule IIs. They're highly addictive. So why would you put a child on a drug in the same category, morphine, before you change their diet to get rid of ADD or try to reduce symptoms? I'm just asking you a question now. I mean, think through that with me for a second. If you've got high blood pressure or you've got depression or you've got adult-onset diabetes or you've got you know, high cholesterol, you know, over 250 or whatever, and you want to reduce all of that, why would you not try dietary changes first before you start taking drugs that cause all kinds of horrible side effects. Just just asking this morning, just asking you guys a very simple question. This morning, I uh, had my prayer partner call me up, and, and we started talking about, you know, different things as far as topics and health, and, and she brought a really, really 
good verse for me this morning in, you know, in Psalms. And I want to read through this as a Psalm, Psalm 18. And it, I'll be honest with you, it kind of shook me up a little bit. It really did. I'm going to kind of stop for one second and go into this. Psalm 18. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I'm saved from thy my enemies. Now listen to me. Deal with this with COVID right now and what's happened to the United States. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. And from his temple, he heard my voice. Hang on one second. And my cry came before him into his ears. He reached down from high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. And he rescued me from the powerful enemy. Guys, that's our God. He reaches down from high and he draws us out of deep waters and he rescues us from the enemy. I'm telling you, I can't tell you how many times in my life he's done that for me and for you too. And he'll continue to do that for you. Forgive me for losing it this morning. It goes on to say, he brought me out into a spacious place and he rescued me because he delighted in me. Now think about that for a second. The God who made the heavens and the earth and the universe delights in you. Because he knows that when you accept Jesus Christ, you become one with him through God, through Christ, and that you can do all things through Christ. And he wants to spend time with you, and he delights with you. Psalm 18 goes on to say, as for God, his way is perfect, and the word of the Lord is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. I'm continuing to read out of one, Psalm 18. The Lord lives. Praise to my rock. Exalted be God my Savior. He is the God who avenges me, who, who subdues the nations under me, who saves me from my enemies. I've read through that. I did not read the whole thing. You can read it all yourself. But the reality is, is that's our God. Because remember, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. And there's always Psalm 91 that you guys need to be praying over your family every single day. Verse 1, he who, dwell, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with feathers, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence or the COVID or anything else they put against you. You hear me, friends? I'm telling you, it's pestilence. It's not something you have to fear, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Guys, listen to me. If our God is this strong and he can do that for us and he does what he says he's going to do all the time and that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us and that this is the day the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it, then what can they possibly do to us? Oh, death, where is thy victory? Where is thy sting? We've overcome both death, hell, and the graves of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ from the power that raised from the dead dwells in us. Because remember, thou shalt call his name Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the Counselor, the Good Shepherd. He is our Savior, our Redeemer, our Transformer, our Deliverer, our Messiah. He is the way. Jesus Christ is Lord God Almighty. He is Lord of all. He is resurrection and life. He is King of kings. 
and he is the son of God, and he loved you so much that he gave his life for you to continually change you from his blood, from the power of his blood, from an eternal being, from an omnipresent being, to continually restore you to that of the Father. That's what he did. That's what Christianity is. And if people understood the power that we have as Christians, it would shake them to the core. And it would shake the earth to its core because they know what we have. They know the power that we have. That's why they are so scared of us. That's why they've had this atavistic hatred of Christ for thousands and thousands of years because the same ones that he called out in John that Austin read a few weeks ago, the same synagogue of Satan that runs the money supply and runs the media, runs all this mess. We control BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard. That's the same group that's scared to death of you. Literally, they don't know what to do because they know if we come together as one, as a body of believers – that we can do all things through Christ and we can shake them to their core and expose them for the cockroaches they are. These globalist weirdo scum, I can't stand them. And for the, for the rest of my life, I will pray for you every single day and I'll plead the blood of Christ over you. And I'll, put a, I'll place a hedge of thorns of protection around you. And I will station angels around you because you guys are my family and I love you. And we're in this thing together. We're going to stay in it together. We're going to fight this fight. We're going to put on the armor of God and we're going to stand. And no matter what, we're going to stand our ground. What do you think, Austin? What's your next story? Well, that was excellent. It was well said, and you're 100% accurate. And this is, again, why they're continually going after the Christians. This is why they're going after the children. This is why they're going after the churches, because they don't want this being said. You know, I, I said it a couple weeks ago. I brought up the article about how the U.S. government is putting together a multi-agency task force to combat anti-Semitism. I went into detail on it. And I asked everybody on the show, I asked people to send me emails. Nobody could. I said, have you guys seen any multi-agency task force to combat anti-Christian violence and rhetoric in the U.S. government? The answers were resounding, no. There's literally not a single force, not a single group, not a single agency that ever even mentions anti-Christian violence, violence against churches, violence against pro-life buildings, violence against anything related to Christ or the Bible. Nothing at all. I told you guys yesterday, they just arrested for the first time two individuals who are involved in arson against the pro-life down here in Florida. And I think the only reason that happened, both of them got indicted, is because it's down here in Florida. There's been over 100 instances, 100 instances in the United States since last year during the Roe versus Wade, you know, boondockle of firebombing and arson and vandalism against churches and against pro-life organizations. And not one single person was ever arrested, not one. But yet you got a guy like Mark yesterday I brought up who was standing outside of a Planned Parenthood preaching, talking about hope, talking about faith, talking about redemption, talking about the fact that the women didn't have to go in there if they didn't want to, that they're being escorted in and almost forced into Planned Parenthood so they can continue to make their billions of dollars executing babies and then take those babies and their body parts and sell them to Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies, which they have clearly done and been busted. And Project Veritas talked about that years ago, if you recall. And, of course, nobody talks about that anymore. Nobody talks about big pharma going in and buying aborted fetal tissue cells and different organs so they can use it and manufacture more vaccines. Nobody wants to talk about that because it's nasty. It's a horrible topic to bring up, but yet it's still happening. Yet nobody wants to say anything about it. Because why? Oh, that's, uh, you can't say that. That's misinformation. Why is it misinformation? It's what they admitted doing. Just like you got this guy from Pfizer blatantly talking about gain of function or directed evolution. I guess that's the new term for it now. 
talking about how there's a revolving door between the pharmaceutical companies and between the regulatory agencies, and that they don't do anything. It's literally just, we're approved this so we can have a job with you and we get out. I mean, it's back and forth. And this is why they're going after the kids so much with the shots, with the perversion. Atlanta sent me an article yesterday, and I actually tried to replicate it. I was messing with it, and I did partially, and it was with YouTube Kids. Okay, then listen to me very clearly, guys, on this. All my family, all my listeners that are parents and are grandparents, it's a very big deal what I'm about to tell you guys right now. YouTube Kids is not what you think it is. There was an article that a guy did, and I tried to replicate it again the other day. and was actually messing with it on YouTube Kids because I constantly keep hearing about parents going, oh, well, you know, we, uh, we gave a YouTube Kids thing. Oh, we did YouTube Kids. Oh, it's okay. They're on YouTube Kids. They're on their iPad. It's all restricted. It's all about parental settings. Well, the individual, Albo Batazzi, went online and he said that YouTube Kids is blatantly grooming children with LGBTQ pedophile propaganda. He made an account, and he made an account for 8 to 12-year-olds, put it in there. One of the first videos they recommended, and he screenshot it right here, the first ones at the top was, and I quote, Kids meet a gender nonconforming person for the first time. Those are the first recommended videos they recommended. Well, the first recommended videos for YouTube kids. One of the next ones they put up there was repeated videos of meet a queer kid, the meaning of pride featuring drag queen story hour, Nickelodeon. Another one was I'm gay, Prince Henry, a gay fairy tale. Another one was welcome to the queer kid stuff. Another one was what does gay mean? B is for bisexual. In other words, T is for trans. It's okay to gay lip sync. Literally, video after video after video, right at the right at the push of a button, with grown men that blatantly look like pedophiles talking to young children about all types of sexual topics that should not be discussed whatsoever with seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve year olds whatsoever. Why? Why is this on YouTube, kids? Why is this being blocked? I mean. We put up a video with our friend Michael at the school board, the same video the school board puts up on their public YouTube and their public Facebook. We put up the section of us talking about mask and the indoctrination and control that they're doing from a psychological standpoint to children with masks and how they're not healthy. And dad brings up Marxism <laughs> and brings up all the aspects of the Frankfurt School. Oh, YouTube says that's that's you can't bring that up. That's misinformation, hate speech. We're banning your video. The same topics that we were in were in the same video that went public with the school board page. But because we specifically posted our section of the video and discussed that masks don't work, that was, that was hate speech. That was fake news. Misinformation, COVID misinformation. You can't put that up. But yet you can have grown men with beards and full drag getting promoted to eight and nine-year-old children on YouTube Kids. Be very very cautious, my friends, about what your children are getting exposed to on the iPads and on the phones and on the schools especially. But there's a lot of parents I know that are homeschooling, and they still let their kids have phones and iPads and let them play on it. Why? Why? I didn't have a phone when I was younger. My parents, dad, mom, dad didn't have a phone. There's no such thing as cell phones back in the 80s and 90s that anybody used with any reasonable purpose. Everyone's I saw, they are walking around like a suitcase, like a brick phone. You call on it. It was unbelievably expensive. There was no internet. There was no texting. And you know what? We managed to grow up just fine, actually quite normal because we practically lived outside for the most part. I still remember getting the first computer, and we had Oregon Trail. Whoa. 
That was that was high tech right there. Oregon Trail, nothing else even worked on the computer really. Didn't you have internet? If I'm not mistaken, at first, did a bunch of computing stuff and data stuff for, for work. But we had Oregon Trail. Hey, that was that was something else, guys. It's not Oregon Trail anymore. <laughs> it's not minefield and solitaire anymore on the computers. There's full and utter pedophile perversion that's at their fingertips that is being promoted as child friendly and family friendly, and they continually say that arrogantly i saw a video the other day where there was another drag queen parade story hour party that they had at this other school and these guys were walking up they were interviewing them and they said why why are you guys is this sexual grooming so this is a sexual grooming this is family friendly he said i can can see right now there's there's a man shaking his buttocks in the direction of children in a leotard you don't think that's sexual he goes i didn't see that i'm too busy watching you guys film me he goes, well, you can turn around and look at it if you'd like. And he goes, well, it's family-friendly. He goes, what does that even mean? What are you talking about? What is this family-friendly term? Are we going to put family-friendly strip clubs on the wall now, on, on podiums? Family-friendly gay bar? Where Where is the line drawn? Just because you put family-friendly on something doesn't mean it's okay. But R-rated horror film, family-friendly. What? Just because you put that doesn't change the topic, doesn't change the information, doesn't change the perversion. It's just a way to continue to lie and deceive. Just like just like Jesus said to the Pharisees when they were questioning him and they were continually, constantly trying to trip him up. And he said, you guys are plotting to kill me. So I talked about in John 8. Your father is not my father. Your father is not the father of Abraham. You may be descendants of Abraham, but your father is Satan, father of lies. That is his native tongue. Once you grasp the concept that these individuals that are running the media, that are running YouTube, that are running Google, their entire goal is to lie and deceive. It's a really, really hard matrix pill to swallow. It really is. But once you realize what the matrix is and what's being done around us and how they've continued to brain and train people to think a certain way and to follow a certain narrative and to not question anything at all, you realize real quick why it's your duty to speak up about the truth. I saw an article earlier, and I was very proud of this lady. This is over in the U.K., Christian mother is filing lawsuit against her primary school in the UK after a four-year-old son was forced to participate in a gay pride parade. The lawsuit brought on by 30-year-old, 38-year-old Izzy Montag is the first of its kind in the UK and underscores how deep the LGBTQ perverted indoctrination has penetrated the educational system. Heavers Farm Primary School in South Northwood. Southeast London sent a letter to parents back in June inviting them to take part in a pride march to celebrate the differences that make them and their family special. The mother subsequently contacted the school and said her child would not be able to participate in this, and it involved a public display of adherence to views which she did not accept. Headteacher Susan Papas responded by refusing the request, telling Montauk her son would be mandated to take part in the event if he wanted to graduate through kindergarten. Ms. Montag later attended a meeting with Papa's during which her daughter wore a T-shirt with the slogan, Why be racist, sexist, homophobic, or transphobic when you can just be quiet? <laughs> it's basically uh, – that was a total punch at what they're talking about here. Basically just shut up. Don't say anything. Don't question the narrative. We can all just be quiet and go along with it, or we can actually be vocal. Judge Christopher Leatham described Ms. Montag and her husband as devout born-again Christians, noted that they bear belief that the sexual relations should be abstained from or take place within a lifelong marriage between a man and a woman. 
So now they've filed suit. They're being supported by the Christian Legal Center and suing the school on the grounds of direct and indirect discrimination, victimization, and breach of statutory duty under the Education Act of 1996 and the Human Rights Act of 1998. The lawsuit could turn out to be a landmark case if it represents for the first time the legality of imposing perverted pedophile ideology on children in schools. This will be scrutinized. This will be interesting to watch over in the U.K., this isn't the first of its kind. It should not be the first of its kind. I have intentionally repeatedly told parents, if this happens to your children at school and they get this pushed on them without your consent, you absolutely need to file, need to find a law firm that will represent you. Because what's happened is, my friends, is these communists that have embedded themselves into the school system through their Marxist ideology in the Frankfurt School, as dad has clearly talked about in detail in the past. They've operated with impunity for the last decade. They've done it through shadow-like, through covert means, like cockroaches at night. Nobody sees them do it. They do it very discreetly. The children don't know any better. Children haven't known any difference. This all started under Obama when he started coming in and saying, oh, grown men can go in the bathroom with little girls if they want because that's their new gender ideology. This has been going on now right around, what, a decade? Yeah. And this is what started it, and it gave the green light to the school systems to start promoting this, and they were so gleeful to immediately start implementing it. It was nauseating. Be proactive, be productive, and be vocal. Protect your children at all costs. Like Dad said earlier, we know our job. We know our requirements. We know what we have to do, and one of those things is protecting the little ones on earth. And Jesus made it very clear about what happens to those who do, do not do this or try to go against these kids or try to touch these kids or do things to these kids and what will happen to them. Be better off than a millstone tied around their neck. I told you guys before, in general, I'm a scuba diver, certified, so is dad. We start listening to decompression tables, what happens in different pressurization time, timelines and feet and distance. That's an unbelievably horrific way to die because you will not die quickly. Your lungs, your brain, everything will continue to literally compress. You will not be able to decompress quick enough with a millstone tied around your neck continually going down before you eventually die, before you black out. Everything in your body will start to completely and totally compress. It would be unbelievably horrifically painful. That's why Jesus made that comment. I mean you're better off to deal with that and die than you are to deal with what happens if you touch these kids. So again, my friends, it's our responsibility. It's our duty. Continue to keep up the fight. Also, to in other news, this is something that I want to bring up that I found was quite funny, and I feel like our customers, our listeners, and the rest of America that's awake is starting to wake up and stand their ground with this continually push for EVs and realize – it's not what they told us. It was a complete and total lie. Multiple banks are expecting more price cuts in EVs after Ford followed in the footsteps of Tesla and cut the price of its EV competitor, the Mach-E, after horrific sales in 2022. They noted on Tuesday, Morgan Stanley wrote, in our opinion, cutting price on Mach-E is relatively minor. The more significant request for Ford and other Tesla challengers are what are they going to do on the cost side to create enough room to be able to produce these vehicles following the price cuts. It continued Tesla's expected to elaborate on its cost advantages and gigacasting with their battery and other significant savings that they're working on. However, they still cannot see the price range going to where it needs to be. The price of a standard Mach-E model has moved 
basically down a few thousand dollars. Moves comes after Tesla dropped prices as much as 20% starting in 2023 after sales have become stagnant. They said they expect to see a flurry of subsequent price cuts across EV competition throughout the year from startups and legacy players and a year defined by slower growth, rising rates, and consumer questioning of the electric market. We believe manufacturing and design innovation will separate a lot of EV vehicles in the market. Now, this is the current time right now where people have to double down. So what they're going to do, and I'm giving you guys a play-by-play, and I can guarantee this right now in the EV market. What they're going to start doing is they're going to start doing direct advertisement very, very aggressively this year. Super Bowls, TV shows, online ads, YouTube ads. They're going to start promoting price drops on EV vehicles to make them more consumer-friendly for, for people to be able to get in them at a more a cost-effective rate. They're doing this because they know the market is softening up. Remember – the EV market has billions of dollars backing it from federal grants and subsidies. This is how Tesla got so big. Tesla made zero money at the beginning. They were failing abysmally. They continued to get massive grants from the government because they were going green. What they're going to try to do now is they're going to start giving incentives. They're going to start telling people, we'll give you good money on trade-in for your F-150 or your you know, uh, Honda Civic. And we'll give you a great deal on this new EV vehicle. We're going to give you this five and ten and fifteen thousand dollar rebate to try to put you in this EV vehicle. It is a trap. It is a complete and total trap, and do not fall prey to it, no matter how cool or collect the numbers look. They already showed everybody with Tesla just the end of last year how they do not care about residual value depreciation schedule or covering their consumer index that actually own these vehicles when they started dropping vehicles twenty and thirty percent in one price cut. That absolutely kills the used market as it did. I read you guys the article yesterday that they came out from a dealer. He said a 2022 Tesla came in. They were only going to put $18,000 on it. It stickered for $52,000 last year. They don't want to touch it. Nobody wants to touch it. The dealers don't want to touch it. The only people that want EVs are the government agencies that are pushing this unbelievably moronic ideology on everybody. Nobody in the market is demanding these cars whatsoever, except for a few of the hardcore leftist tree huggers that want to act, you know, their social warfare, or they call them their uh, social, social, um, social agenda they do all the time. I forgot the term. So they, they always want to go out and try to prove to everybody that they're, you know, doing the right thing. The other day I found out that there's a a, a a tire page on Facebook, and it's called Left Lane Priuses. They can show how social justice they are, social justice warrior. I'm in the left lane doing 60 and a 70, and I'm slowing people down. I'm doing my part. And they take photos of their speedometer. They take photos of people passing them. They take photos of the cars blind up behind them, and they think it's funny. They think it's actually a joke to actually decrease traffic flow and massively increase the risk of traffic accidents and increase fatalities on the highways. They think it's actually funny, even though it's one of the stupidest things you can possibly do is try to decrease the flow of traffic with your own car because you're a moron idiot that wants to sit in the left lane. By all means, if you want to do 50 or 60 on the interstate, totally cool. That's what the right lane was built for. Go sit over there and hang out in your Prius all you want. Nobody cares. But this is what they're continually trying to do is propagandize the population to believing this is actually going to go well. When we already know, we've read articles, 2014, 2015 EV vehicles, the batteries are starting to go out now. And the batteries are costing more than the overall car, car was even valued for when it was purchased a year and two years ago. Use wisdom if you're getting into a vehicle. If you are going to buy something, A, make sure you're getting into a good deal. Do your research. Make sure you know the dealership. Continually price match other dealers. And also, two, 
look at depreciation schedules on the vehicles before the pandemic. If you're looking at what a price range was on a, Co- on, a, on a Honda Civic or a Toyota Corolla or a Toyota pickup truck or an F-150, look at what the depreciation schedule was for a couple years from you know 19 to 17, and that'll give you a real number on what's depreciating. So now you can look at something that, say, is one or two years old, and you say, okay, here's the price curve. Here's what it's going to start doing now because COVID from 2020, mid-2020 to 2022 is a complete and total boondockle with numbers. You can't price anything off what happened there because it was a complete and total fake. You had $7 trillion in cash injected into the market. People that never had money had money. People that were great at burning through money and had no savings were still great at burning through free money that they were getting to the tune of thousands and thousands of dollars a month when combined with the unemployment, when combined with the stimulus checks, when combined with not having to pay their mortgage or pay their rent. All of a sudden, you had people that were living paycheck to paycheck suddenly had six to ten thousand dollars a month in discretionary expenditure cash cash and they had no significant bills they had to pay so they just started going out and buying stuff and that's why you saw people paying twenty and thirty thousand dollars over sticker for a honda and a toyota ludicrous but people did it and they drove the market up and now the market's recorrecting and it can be impossibly a good time to get into vehicles this year if you're getting in the right vehicle at the proper price but please do your own research on that and by all means if you do anything stay away from the ev vehicles because only for the simple fact even if you think they're cool even if you like some of the technology on them there is no depreciation curve to base them off of Most of these cars have not even been around a decade. Most of them have only been around three and four years on the market. There's no way to understand what the curve is going to be on a 10 to 20-year scale when you start looking at something you're going to keep for the next couple of years or if you've bought it used and you want to look at the rate. Just a few tips, not giving you financial advice. That's my advice for being in the auto industry for years and my thoughts. Be very cautious, but – also, too, there can be it can be beneficial this year to get into a few things that you may know are going to hold their value or possibly go up because so many people are sick of the EV push. They're nauseous, and a lot of collectors they're going after the cars, the loud, noisy six-speed vehicles that are very limited production. That's why you've seen some of those <laughs> cars go up unbelievably high over the last couple of years and continuing to uptrend. Dad, what do you think? People had enough of it. The you know, truth of the matter is, and of course, you guys know this. We talk about it on the show all the time. Is that you know the hybrid technology was pretty good? It really was. I'm not going to complain about hybrids, but this it EV still market, is. You know, yeah, but the, but the, but the EV market where you where you run out of electricity and you stop on the side of the road and you get towed it, it takes you 12 hours to charge up. That's insane. And I don't know why people. It's like driving around in a golf cart, electric golf cart. All it is that goes a little bit further. That basically has the same performance limitations, and the technology is there to charge those things up from the ether, from the atmosphere, from the magnetic field around the planet given to us by tesla you know over 100 years ago but they won't use it because it gets rid of all of the other things that they want to do as far as continue to keep you in a slavery mindset that's that's the bottom line you know the austin said that the globalists and the tree huggers want us to basically have the ev vehicles it's also the sabbatian Kabbalist, luciferian synagogue of satan group that wants that too they're the ones who push it all they're the wizards and the weirdos and the warlocks and the witches and the stuff that just is ridiculous because our battle is not against flesh and blood but against these other things so the bible tells us and they want to have people control us because they want to be able to turn the car off just shut it down just turn off the power grid turn off the power grid you ain't going nowhere you ain't charging the car unless you got a solar system set up with a doggone ev charger home you're stuck you're not going to go after your diesel tank or your gasoline tank or your five gallons of gasoline that you've got stored up and port in your tank and drive around you're gonna be stuck at home 
And that's what they want. They want us in these mega cities and these little tiny apartments, little 200 square foot apartments, 10 by 20s with six people in them stacked to the roof. That's what they want. Out of half 500 million they leave on the planet. It's not about, you know, freedom with these guys. It's about slavery. God comes to give us life and give us life abundantly. They don't. They come to rob, kill, steal, and destroy and hurt everything because they hate you. They hate me. They hate God. They have for a long, long time, even before the pre-endemic race, which I need to do a whole show on that and what's happening with the angel wars that happened before all this happened here on the earth. We're going to go into detail on that one of these days. It'll be a mind bender for you. Talks about that basically is the pre-endemic race and goes into that. Well, I'm not going to go into it right now. But the reality is that there's so much stuff that we need to be aware of. Just a real quick thing. Who do you think built these giant, colossal things that we have on this planet that we can't explain, that we don't have the technology to build today? Stones that are hundreds and thousands of tons. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. But the reality is, is this. You know, God sent his son for us because he wanted to deliver us from the evil one and these weirdos that are pushing the EV markets and all the rest of them who want to enslave us. Remember, you were made in God's image. You know, human beings are it in the entire universe in God's image, period. That's it. We're done. And they hate you because of that because he gave you a soul. Because he gave you a soul, they want to be you, but they can't be you because they're not you. And so because they can't be you, they want to kill you and they want to change you and they want to change your DNA. Just saying this morning, by the way. Deadly fungal infection, valley fever that kills one in a hundred sufferers is now spreading across the U.S. because of climate change. As hit zombies show, The Last of Us heightens fungal fears. This is pure propaganda nonsense. This is obfuscation. Why don't we put it this way? Deadly fungal infection due to the reduction of the immune system being basically downregulated because of the COVID vaccine causing massive death and cancer and all types of different types of diseases, infections all over the country that's killing multiple people, millions of people all over the world because of the injections. It's not due to climate change. Whoa. Why don't we say it that way? But they say stuff like this because remember I told you a couple of years ago they're going to spin the news, spin the news, spin the news, spin the news in order to basically make you think something else is going on. We have a fungal infection that's killing one in 100 people that's because of climate change. You know, you got to wonder if these guys sit around all night and smoke crack. They come up with these stupid headlines to try to make people believe them. It's just stupid. By the way, how your life will change with COVID emergency declaration ends. Austin talked a little bit about this. Higher food costs, the return of student loan repayments, and millions will lose Medicaid. Biden announced Monday the policies will end three years after they were introduced. Changes include slashing of hospital funding and a cut in food assistance. Vaccines remain free, but student loan forgiveness remains in limbo. He'll never get that passed, by the way, because they don't want him to do that. They don't want people to be freed from their student loan debt obligation that turned them into a debt slave. They don't want that. They don't want that at all. They want to make sure everybody stays in slavery all of the time. We need to understand that. By the way, Hong Kong now, Hong Kong, which is I've been there. Interesting country, not countries, place, I've been there, criminalizes CBD and ranks it in the same category as heroin and cocaine. Wow. Saying it benefits lack of scientific proof, selling or consuming CBD products. Now, I'm not talking about THC. I'm talking about CBD products, which is ridiculous. Will be a criminal offense next month. Even eating CBD chocolate could result in up to seven years in prison plus a fine. People importing or exporting the substance could land a lifetime behind bars. No comment. Unbelievably stupid. I cannot believe they're doing this. And I just want to say this. You know, Hunter Biden, because he's now admitting he has a laptop, he's admitting it's been taken you know, out there, and all of a sudden his lawyers are now admitting to this infamous laptop and in his hand, and, 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 and he is sending letters to prosecutors demanding an investigation to Trump and, and allies Steve Bannon and Rudy Giuliani for peddling hard drive to the media. 
I don't know what to say. The guy gets caught with all this filth on his laptop, and now he's going to go and say, well, this is protected information. You can't have any of it, so we're going to suppress the information so nothing can happen to me. This is, again, pure spinning of the truth into the facts. This guy, I've almost said a bad word, but I'm not going to say it this morning. But, guys, just, just these people are sickening to me. They're absolutely sickening. But, you know, yeah, I used to like Jordan Peterson. I did. And he has said some good things over the past. But now he basically is calling for regime change in Iran to fight misogyny. Um, I, I have a hard time with this one. And don't get me wrong. I don't like misogyny. I, my question is, who does Jordan think? Who does he think he is? Um, he has Jordan's Peterson call for regime change in Iran in the name of fighting misogyny during a recent podcast for Ben Shapiro's Daily Wire. If, I'm not going to read this. It's going, to, it's going to make me mad, though I don't like misogyny whatsoever. I'm not going to go into detail about this. Oh, by the way, just to hear, okay, mental candy, mental candy, mental break. We're taking a mental break right now. Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, tells CNN he wants Tom Brady to sign a one-day contract and retire as a New England Patriot. <sighs> mental, <laughs> mental candy for the show today. Wow, I mean, like that's really important. Okay, I'm sorry, I had to take a break, Austin. But I, I think that is funny. I guess they don't want him to be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. They want him to be a New England Patriot when he retires because the Patriot fans want this. Well, I think Mr. Kraft, since he's an unbelievable heathen and Tom Brady's an unbelievable heathen, he's been married to a real witch. Just thought I'd mention that was just like Butcher. Why don't you give him about $500 million of your unbelievable billions of dollars so you can sign a one-day contract, and I'll laugh at you and laugh at the whole group of you guys up there to do that crazy nonsense. Ridiculous. By the way, U.S. corn market is suffering right now, and the farmers are upset because, you know, <laughs> Mexico has said they no longer want GMO corn in Mexico. They've had enough of it because it's so toxic and so poisonous. So, wow, think about that for a second. And one more thing. This is a cancellation of America. By Paul Craig Roberts, the cancelization of a civilization, this new stud story that he just did. And I'm going I'm to read you part of it, and then I'll turn the show back over to Austin. Few Americans understand that their society has been revolutionized. America is no longer what it was. Whenever you look at everything has been overthrown. I will illustrate with three articles on the City Journal published in the Manhattan Institute. Okay? Here we goes on. Museums are custodians of a culture's history and art. As the United States was settled by white ethnicities from Great Britain, Ireland, Europe, Germany, the history and art museums reflect the culture of white people. The problem is that half a century of non-white immigration has racially and radically diversified and multiculturalized the U.S. into the Tower of Babel. Heather McDonald's example of what is happening to museums and art in the Institute of Chicago, the Institute's director, John James Renau, is embarrassed by the whiteness and is committed to turning the museum into an anti-racist vehicle. I'm going to stop here with you guys to read the rest of this stuff. Listen to me for a second. I could care less about what is happening as far as, you know, people going out and doing things and telling the truth and sometimes missing a few points they need to mention about what's happened as far as the history of the United States. What I can't stand is this. If you have a culture that is diverse and has a strong, strong background of certain ethnicities. There's nothing wrong if those ethnicities are being told about in museums, right? Same thing is true down in Spanish, you know, Mexico. The same thing is true in Russia. The same thing is true in China. We all have history lessons of ethnicities that were there, you know, a thousand, five hundred years ago, four hundred years ago. And to try to erase all of that, regardless if they're Hispanic or white or black or Chinese or white, it's stupid. History is just history. Let it be. Let it go and be what it needs to be and stop obfuscating the truth and stop talking about people as if they're, big, they're, as if they're some type of racist bigot because 
they're black or because they're white or because they're Hispanic. We got to love each other, guys. I got a newsflash for everybody this morning. God made human beings, Adam and Eve, period. We're all from the same bloodline. And being racist towards one another and promoting that type of stuff is nonsense. And trying to come after white people because they're white or blacks because they're black. I'm talking 1960s, 1950s, 1940s, 1930s nonsense again that they're doing to only do one thing, and that's to destroy homogeneity, the oneness, the inclusiveness of the United States, the republic as a whole. We've got to love one another and forget about the skin color and be done with this nonsense once and for all. I love you guys. You stand your ground. You do. I loved reading you that scripture today. Hard for me to get through, but I tell you what, God's a good God. He'll deliver us. He'll reach down to the deep waters, my friend, and he'll pull you out. Nothing will touch you. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. And, and you're spot on with it. This, the whole point of what they continually push as far as with the the racial diversion and divisiveness among everybody is to prevent American patriots from coming together. It's always to make one group mad at another group, mad at another group, mad at another group. Instead of everybody coming together and saying, dude, we're all Americans. We're all Christians. We're all patriots. Even for not all Christians, we all have the same goal for the most part, and that's maintain a constitutional republic, even though it's always best to try to – Encourage people to look, you know, within and look at the Bible and read the Bible and continue to focus on what's good. But the thing that's crazy about it is you see the mainstream media never promotes that and never promotes working through things. All it ever promotes is violence and hatred and anger towards anyone. It's always one group or the other, and it's funny how they always use it to play their role. This whole thing with Tyree Nichols, this horrific incident with these cops. Like I told you guys the other day, I personally think they were some type of possession. Their behavior was so hatred and so violent, it didn't make any sense. And yet suddenly now, if you noticed, mainstream media just kind of just whoop, went under the, cup, went under the rug now. CNN tried to put up some article and saying that the entire incident was based because of white supremacy, because they were promoting white supremacy as six black cops. I don't even know where CNN comes up with this stuff. Um, they, just, they just shuffle a deck of racist cards and go, we're just going to pick something out now to try to make it racist when there's nothing based on that. It's moronic at best, but what they've done now is they can't push that narrative anymore, so they're trying to ignore it like it didn't happen. Even though it's absolutely horrific, and there needs to be some accountability with some type of this behavior. Because this isn't okay, and this happened way too many times. But ironically enough about it, you saw when we saw everything happen with um, George Floyd, You know, it was on every single mainstream media outlet this for months, months, months. To the point you had groups burning down cities all across the country because of that one singular incident with that stupid cop that had his knee on his neck. Yet I don't see anything on mainstream media about this anymore now. It's gone away. Why is that? Well, because it doesn't fit their narrative to continue to promote violence. And all it does is make people question why in the world some law enforcement officers are acting this way. And it comes down to a spiritual aspect over anything. And people need to realize that. So continue to continue to get the truth out there the best you possibly can and continue to stay strong, my friends. There's a lot of things that are happening that I think a lot of people don't realize behind the scenes when it comes from a spiritual standpoint. There's a lot of things that are occurring right now, even stuff you know we haven't talked about on the show. You can see it. You can feel it. If you're discerning, you know what's going on. And this is why they're doing so many things so quickly. This is why they're trying to ruin the food supply. So I've told you guys before, especially 
Be diverse. If you can, grow some food. If you have chickens, awesome. If you can raise other animals, cool. If you can't, at least have some backup food supplies. Have some organic food buckets stored up. Even if you got just a couple of them, even some MREs, some backup food. I always say that because here's why. If you look back through history, people are always controlled, almost always, inadvertently, at the end of the day when it comes down to it, it's controlled by food. You can be a strong individual. You can be even good at fasting. You can be even good at fasting and prayer. But what happens when your you know, little children, two, three, four, five kids come up and say, we don't have any food, Dad. We're starving. We don't know what's going on right now. Why is there no food at the store? Why is there no food anywhere? Desperate people do desperate things, and that's why you always have to have a hedge against anything. You look at it. It's very easy to figure it out. That's why I've told so many times to people, have at least, in my opinion, a month's worth supply for your family that's living with you under your household to where you can eat comfortably for a month without even having to ration food. And if you have to, you can, again, make it last longer. That gives you that buffer of saying, okay, what do we need to do next? What do we need to do now? But having no plan at all. Guys, that's a recipe for disaster. It always has been in any element that you're in and any response that you have to make. So thank you, my friends, for getting the truth out there. Be sure to check out the product of the week, the prostate support on sale right now. You voted unanimously. That was a giant vote. Had a boatload of votes on it. It won right now 15% off on the website until next week. And be sure to vote for what you want to see when following up on Wednesday. We've got the N-acetylcysteine that's pulling strong, the eyesight, cinnamon extract, bunch of products on the front page of the website at healthmasters.com. So get the truth out there. Feel free to forward our show. I encourage you to do so. If you can't forward the show, at least pull the articles that we have on there and encourage people to keep up the fight and keep speaking the truth. Y'all have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Talk to you again on this show tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.